It makes no sense. Like it makes your life so much harder <laughs> once the the the, the two faces is running out. You know, like and what's worse is if you start from the fucking middle. <laughs> Sorry, excuse my language. Why would you start from the middle? You know what they say about men with big brains. <laughs> what? Tell me, tell me. They have big heads. <laughs> we were about to do a kiss scene. Yeah. And I took out like my fisherman's friend. Uh-huh. And you were like, does my breath smell bad? And I was like, no, 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 it's not you. The, the call was always, okay, Jen will say cut before it actually happens. Yep, yep. But I think there was one take One take where, where we, like, before the cut, like, like yeah, 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 yeah. Our lips touched, but it was not a kiss. No, and then, no, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. And then when you, you like, pulled away, you were like, whoa, that was so close. <laughs> and, like, I swear to God, like, you seemed like you were sweating. I was like, bro. Welcome back to a brand new episode and season of The Feels Podcast with me, Charmian. How you been? How you doing? I know. I know you missed me. I missed you too. (laughs) Now, I did mention that I had to take some time off to complete a personal project of mine. And now that it's out, I can finally say... I wrote and starred in a short film and it's officially out. I took that time off to release it. And that's actually the inspiration for today's episode, which I will talk more about in just a bit. But before we get into it, I want to give a big shout out to our sponsor for today's episode. That's The Hive. So excited to have them on board this season of The Feels and supporting our content, supporting our listeners as well. So this is for you if you're listening to this right now. Now they offer a variety of flexible workspaces across Asia Pacific for all types of businesses, even if it's a personal business of your own and you're looking for a workspace that's conducive, creative, and allows you to be productive most of all, then you might want to check out The Hive. In fact, Hive Lavender is the one that I go to really often. It's like my second home by now. Not only do I go there to record the podcast, I've also used their studios for photo shoots and they've got everything set up in all three of their studios, okay? The fashion studio, portrait studio, and of course the podcast studio. So if you're interested, please go check them out on their website or you can reach them through email. It's contact at thehive.sg. I will also leave their website down below. For the month of October, they've launched a special offer for new hot desk members. You get to enjoy 50% off your first month hot desking over at The Hive. And as long as you start your membership in October, you qualify for this promotion. So if you want to find out more about their Autumn Is Here promotion, just shoot them an email or check out their website to find out more details about what you might need and how they can help you out. Okay, really nice people, really cool space actually. And I go there a lot, so I'll probably see you around. (laughs) In the meantime, let's get into today's episode. I have brought in a special guest today. His name is Kai. He's an actor. He's also a fitness instructor like myself. So we actually have a lot in common, but we got to know each other through the film that we did together. This is a short film that I wrote sometime last year. And in the last month, I took that time to release it. And it's officially screening over at Shaw Cinema. So if you happen to walk along Orchard Road, you might see my face, Kai's face, out on the big LED screen outside of Shaw House. Super psyched to have them support the film. 
Uh, but also, shout out to you for watching the film. It's out on my Instagram, but also on YouTube. I'm gonna link that below. Now, I don't want to spoil the film for you, but if you do love a quick little rom-com, then um, this might be up your alley. However, I did want to bring on Kai because we had to get so close so quickly for the film that we never really got to know each other. And I thought, what better way to close that gap than to have an open conversation on the feels? You know me. <laughs> Everything that can come out from today's convo will come out. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. It's two friends talking about love, life. So without further ado, let's get into it. We're both out on a date in this film. Today, we're out on a date in real life. In the studio. Mm-hmm. With no cameras. Yes, it's completely soundproof. <laughs> <laughs> Which is more important to you, having soundproof rooms or no windows? Oh man, soundproof rooms, hundred percent, hundred percent. So you're a bit of an exhibitionist. <laughs> Oops, it's easier to hide. Damn you know? it! Now I have to like put an explicit label on this episode just because we talked about that. <laughs> You'll be fine. I had so little time to get to know my co-star Kai. Mm. So this is basically like a get to know after the get to know. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> I think this is our first proper date, yeah, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Kai, you want to um, tell us more about yourself? Okay, sure. Why not? Okay, so uh, I am a fitness and martial arts coach who is also an actor. And uh, actually, before I became a fitness martial arts coach and an actor, I used to work in a bank. Ooh. Yeah, for two years, and it was about the worst time of my life. Yeah, which led me to leaving, and which led me to living a much more fulfilling and uh, happy life right now. I so can tell. I'm very grateful. I can tell because like you walked into this room with like singlet, short slippers, exactly. Very carefree. I cannot imagine you in a suit doing <laughs> a nine to five at I a know, bank. So leading up to working at a bank, you studied banking. I studied finance and marketing uh, as a double major for my management degree. Wow. Mm, I know, so fancy wancy. You were pretty set on doing banking then? I was very set on doing banking. Okay, you know, you know, in all honesty, I just didn't know what I wanted to do. All I knew at that point in time was I wanted to make a lot of money. Mm. And, you know, of course, what better way to make money, uh, aside from business, uh, than go into finance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then when you did it, you realized actually that's not what you really wanted? Yes, or? yes, I did realize it's not what I, really, what I really wanted. And I also realized that after I quit the uh, finance industry that mm. I can have a lot less money but be a lot more happy. Wow. Yes. Okay. That sounds like a line you stole from some movie though, but (laughs) 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 but you are living that life. You are living that life. So, do you remember the moment where it hit you uh, that you realized, fuck this, I don't want to do this anymore? Uh, Yes, I I kind of do remember that, uh, but it was actually after I quit my job that I realized that. Yeah. So after I quit, I was kind of like in limbo for like uh, about eight months, actually. Mm. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I thought about going to like a different kind of banking job. And then uh, my friend asked me, hey, do you want to come and coach at the gym since, you know, you're mm. you're good enough to coach and uh, you have like a decent level of coaching ability. I was like, hey, why not? You know, short term. Yeah. Give it a try. And about a couple of months into that, uh, I got hooked up with an agent mm. uh, by a chance. And... Uh, Things just kind of flew from there and I've been living a much better life and living a much more fulfilling life doing what I love because right. I really do love teaching. I've always loved teaching. It doesn't matter what uh, what 
thing it is. Like I used to love teaching my friends at university how to do accounting because I was really good at accounting. Mm. And then uh, now I just kind of love teaching fitness and martial arts. Right. Yeah. And then acting is just something I've uh, always wanted to dwell into because of my love for filmmaking. Right. Yeah. Okay. So everything just kind of like fell into place for yes. you. I mean, that obviously is a short story, but mm. as the one who was going through it and especially being in limbo, um, that must not have been easy. And it's funny because like, I feel like we both have pretty similar journeys. Like, I mean, I was from, as you know, the mothership, not the <laughs> publication. Yes. <laughs> but I mean, Mediacorp, right? Yep, yep, yep. It's pretty much a monopoly there. So um, leaving that place was, was kind of terrifying. And, you know, I wouldn't say I was in limbo, but... Mm-hmm. Maybe it was also. I mean, like I had a, I had an idea of what I wanted, and I was working towards it. But there was no like set plan, and right, you know right. what I mean. Like it was just like, okay, let's just see where it goes. Yep, yep. And I think that was the mentality that you had as well. Hmm. What was the biggest factor in you wanting to leave MediaCorp? Because some people who are not in MediaCorp really mm-hmm. want to go into MediaCorp. I think when you're in a big corporate firm, it comes with its own set of conditions. Mm-hmm. And um, I think people were always asking me like, oh, you know, you're so good at radio. Why did you leave? Mm. And the answer is always the same. Like it was never about leaving radio. It was about leaving the company. Mm -hmm. And for people who have left, I mean, worked at and left Mediacorp, I guess y'all know why. So I won't go into that, you know, like the the gritty details of it. But um, in short, I just felt like I wasn't happy there. And I think we tend to underestimate like contentment and happiness when it comes to our careers it's almost like we have this conditioning that oh it's okay to suffer because you have a good career but i don't really i don't know i don't think these two should be mutually exclusive like you can have a great career and be happy at Mm. the same time and Mm. i mean obviously you have to pick your battles pick your struggles i'm not saying like i'm I'm filthy rich. I'm rolling in money every day and like I don't, you know, lift a finger. No, in fact, like I think I work harder now than when I was in that company. But you feel so much better. Yeah, because I think maybe like we want to be in control of our lives, Mm -hmm. you know, and I guess it makes you fight for something. Yes. Yeah. To put it poetically. And you feel so much more fulfilled. (laughs) Yes. Doing what you like. Yeah. 100%. can totally relate. Yeah. Totally relate. We had this conversation. <laughs> okay, well, to be fair, we didn't have time to have this no, conversation yeah. at all. Yep. Um, the process was very simple. Like, I wrote the film mm-hmm. and I got Jem. Jeremy, he's our director. And then he got Marina, who is our producer. Mm-hmm. And funnily enough, Marina and I used to go to school together. Oh, no way. Which school? Uh, we went to secondary school, Passeries Crest. Right. And then we met again in university. And then we met again for this project. So <laughs> it was like a very nice triangular moment yep, yep. full triangle <laughs> were you guys in contact the whole way or like bits and pieces no actually there? we like lost contact right. I didn't even know that she picked production as her field I see I yeah. see wow 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 so um, when the three of us got together like it was down to you know casting mm-hmm. and I, I had no idea who you are like it was my first time getting to know you on oh, paper same, as well same yeah yeah and so Marina was the one who you know um, was in charge of casting mm. And, and she picked me? Well, technically I did. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, these are the photos. Right. Pick your mans. And I was like, I love my job. <laughs> this is why I left. <laughs> no, but it was like, uh, I think among a few guys, mm. right? And I, I had an idea of what I wanted. Jack, who is the name of our mm. 
male character. I, I had an idea of how he should look like, his vibe, but I think I was looking for someone to like also surprise us in a way. Mm-hmm. So it was very important to like get self-tapes in because... S- I mean, before we meet, like, I want to at least know, okay, like, what kind of, what kind of energy you bring yep. to, you know, the story and mm, stuff. Mm. And I have to say, like, <laughs> your self-tape was a very interesting. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank <laughs> yeah. you. I, I worked on it for, like, an hour about, about yeah. That. yeah. You want to yeah. tell us what was in your self-tape? Oh, so, uh, it was just, like, a typical really bad date. Okay, not really that typical, I guess. It was a really bad date. Where, uh, you know, this guy is trying so hard and the girl's not giving him anything and various things like mess up and he farts <laughs> and he farts again and then he falls down. He causes a big scene and that date ends. Yeah. So whatever Kai just described was him writing his own story because yep. the actual film <laughs> did not have any farting involved. No. Although maybe if we had more time, yep, yep. we could have added it. <laughs> yeah. So the premise of the audition was very simple. It was just this is your worst date. You're trying mm. to impress a girl. Mm. It's not going anywhere. Mm. And we wanted to leave it to the actor to kind of, you know, use his imagination yep. and yep. see like where he could go because we didn't want to reveal like too many details. And it's a short film as well. So I was like, if I give you the whole story, like what's the point, right? Mm. So I think like to see you like doing a lot of improvisation was like, okay, they you know that's pretty refreshing. Yep. Like I think everyone else picked the whole like, oh, I kiss you, you kiss me kind of thing. Right. Oh, really? Yeah, but I didn't really want to go down that road. Like, I wanted to see something more. Yeah. So it was actually very interesting to be, like, to be on the the back end of things because, like, as an actor myself, like, I think going into auditions or having to Mm self-tape, we're always nervous because we want to be, like, the solution, right? Yep, yep. But I think being on the back end, I was like, this is such an interesting learning experience because then I know like truly the people behind want you to win. Like they want you to succeed because they're also looking for their person. Mm. And like now I can see why, like if there's a rejection involved, like it's never personal. It's because these people care so much about the story Mm. allowed me to, I guess, relax also as an actor and be like, okay, you know what? The next audition you have, just know like it's never personal and and all you can do is give your best, right? I think that's one of the first things that they tell you. Okay, not exactly one of the first things they tell you, but one of the things that they tell you in your uh, first couple of acting classes. Mm. Like, you know, uh, if you're going into casting, just remember, if you're feeling nervous, that they want you to win. Yeah. Because you are their problem solver. Yeah. If they meet you on day one, their problem is solved on day one. Yeah. You know? So it's 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 a very comforting, comforting thought. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, it is actually. This is the first time I've ever been so hands-on like on a project Mm -hmm. from start to finish Mm. because usually actors only come in much later when they've already got the funding they've already got the story and first half is pretty much set in stone Mm -hmm. and yet that's still so like nerve-wracking for us as a performer right but i think being so hands-on on a project from start to finish it was it felt very organic in a way Mm. like because I got to see like why I was making certain decisions for myself down the road to carry out as an actor. Um, and like when I first wrote it, I was like, oh, you know, this this feels very like doable. This feels very achievable. 
but I had never like produced a film before, uh-huh. so it was actually very, very daunting to be like, "How am I gonna pay people to right. <laughs> do it?" You know, like yeah, very. Yeah, I remember you guys feeling really bad about uh, about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. It's cool. It's and a yet, great fun project to work on. Kai was still the highest paid person in the team. Oh, was I? <laughs> <laughs> I'm revealing this for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I had a lot of fun. <laughs> so really, thank you for paying me and thank uh, you for having me. Yeah, <laughs> for yeah. sure. I don't think we could have done it without without you. Actually, I can't imagine like Jack being another person. Oh, thank you. That's so sweet. Yeah. But what did you think like when you first read the script? I'm not the world's best with improvisation on the spot. Really? Yeah, I'm not. So a lot of what you saw uh, on the audition tape and what a lot of what you what you saw uh, in the cinema when we were actually filming had come with a lot of practice. So, like, mm. I need to put myself in a situation many times and repeat it and repeat it and repeat it. And then the improvisation comes to me more. But if you ask me to do it cold, I'm really bad. Mm. Yeah. So, a lot of it was in the audition room when I was practicing for that uh, self-tape that you saw. And a lot, a lot of it was also me uh, thinking about different ideas going through the scene in my head yeah. uh, before we were filming as well. Oh. Yeah. But then, what about... Uh, at the screen test, like after I saw your self-tape, mm. then we shortlisted you yes. and then we met up, right? Yes. That was also something that you had practiced and... Yes. Oh, okay. Yep, yep. So like, uh, I'm a, I'm an over-preparer. Mm. I think one of the things that my agents always tell me is like, you should prepare less. Oh. But like, I can't, I can't stop it. It's like a... It's yeah. like a but disease. it's how you work. It's how I work. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. For the better or worse, I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah, and if it produces results... Yes, Yes, that's right. Right. So when I read the script, I was like, mm. shit, man, there's no way I can do this. So the first few takes that I did, mm. it was horrible, man. Really? Like, it was so bad. It was uh, it was so bad. I was cringing inside. I was like, okay, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and then like after like many takes, many takes, many takes, you know? Yeah. Like, and then I felt a lot better. And then uh, the improvisation came along the way. Right. And uh, things get more organic. Yeah. Mm. So this is something that uh, my acting coach, who is also your acting coach, mm. I guess, Camille Hak. Yeah. He told me, like, you know, uh, one of the best ways uh, for improvisation to come about is through practice. and Repetition. Repetition, exactly. And yeah. then now I understand that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So it was, uh, it was a great learning experience as well, mm. aside from uh, being a job. Right. Yeah. I, I really admire people who can, um, like, make repetition part of their prep. Because, mm. like, I, I learned that before meeting Camille. Like, I learned that from studying acting in New York uh, like a couple years back and to me it's so challenging to continuously do the same thing over and over again and and still try to find like a fresh way to do it I understand what you mean but I feel like that's where you realize acting is such a is such a difficult yeah. Um, yeah. skill yeah it's really not as easy as as I guess people you know wrap it up to be no yeah, and that's why, like, it's so satisfying when you are able to deliver something that feels both effortless and prepared. Yeah, yeah. Right? I, I totally and agree. I feel like, I mean, at least for me, I haven't found that, like, sweet spot yet. Yep. Yeah. I think uh, unless a project is just in line with who you are as a person, mm. you're always going to be finding a sweet spot with a new script. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And... uh with what you were saying with repetition and you getting it set in stone in one way, yeah, that's like a big luck thing in my opinion as well. Like maybe it's what the director wants. 
And yeah. then, you know, if it's not what the director wants, then you kind of might be in trouble mm. with uh, how you change and how you present it on the yeah. day when they give you a notes to change. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Like, That's recently, tough. I went for an audition, right? Which I felt, like, really prepared for because uh-huh. to me, I was like, okay, like, do the repetition that will help. And I didn't want to, like, overcomplicate it. It was just repeating, like different scenes uh-huh. so that no matter what comes up it'd be different yep. but even then like during the audition itself it was like he would completely rewrite that scene oh with a different yeah. like motivation altogether yeah and i was like ah, oh, like completely thrown off right uh-huh. and i don't know like i mean we always go into auditions thinking like let's not expect anything mm-hmm. let's just like do the work and see where it goes yep but obviously, like, you always want to be able to book a role. Yes, of course. Yeah. Yep. I don't know about you, but do you walk away from auditions thinking, was I too much myself or was I too much not myself? Like, it's always a a balance, right? I, I think that is a balance. Like, I feel like uh, every role that I've done so far personally has, like, me inside. It's just whether it's a big part of me or not. And I just got to bring it out and display the world. Some actors believe that this is the way that you should act. And mm. some do not. Some believe you can create something totally different. Yeah. But for me so far, what I found is there's a little bit of me. Mm. And I'm just expanding it and showing it on screen. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm uh, in between like you. Right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, auditions are always scary, <laughs> man. Even even big time actors, man, they're saying like, you know, auditions are always scary. It doesn't yeah. matter who you are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know Lady Gaga, she talked about it. She was like, I love acting. I've always loved it, but she hates auditions. Yeah. Um, for Star is Born, she she was just praying. She was like, I hope people can see that like I'm better outside of the audition. And yep. sometimes I think it's also luck. Yep. I mean the the harsh truth of life is that sometimes luck is all yes. you need. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess we're just like finding our space yeah, in this yeah. industry. When you when you say luck, what do you mean? Like in what sense? Is it the same idea that I'm having? I'm just wondering. Okay, my idea of luck in this case is like sometimes if you're lucky enough, it takes one person to see like that you can do the job. Right, right, right. And that person is also brave enough to take a chance on you mm. because not everybody, I guess no, not everybody can afford to. Yep you want to make sure that you find the best possible mm. team. It's like doing a group project, right? You <laughs> want to make sure that you find the best yeah, team yeah, members. Yeah. So, like, nothing personal, mm. but it does help to to meet people who want you to win, first of all. Yes. And believe that you have more to give outside of the audition. Yep, yep. Speaking of that, like, the person who believes in you thing, uh, like, I did a show about like a vampire like this girl turning to a vampire it's like a comedy show mm. so before I did that show I like had done a couple of things here and there and I had like a I'm lucky enough to have like a show reel mm. uh, of stuff I've done none of it was comedy but then this director that got me for this show called City Vampire okay. he picked me after just looking at my show reel even though it had zero comedy in it and the show that he wanted to make City was a comedy show and wow. then I was thinking like wait is this dodgy, like a dodgy production house or something like that? Because I had no idea who Papa Han was at back in time. Yeah. And Rai Han just like, yeah, no, I want you. You know? So oh, like, wow. that's like a big luck thing. And like, like he like really believed me to to do what he envisioned in his head by just looking at the show reel. Mm. So that's like, a, that's something I would have never done personally as a director. Right, you know? right, right. Yeah. And did you, did you, like, do you know whether he was proven right that you could do it? Uh, 
we all think the show was great, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, and I, okay. I ended up really molding well into it. So I guess he mm. saw something in the in the in the showreel. Yeah. And he's like, Yeah, I want you. But of course before like uh I was already confirmed the role, confirmed for the role, but we had a, we met up once to have a chat about various uh movies and shows and mm. uh uh what the uh what his idea for his uh right. the show he wanted to do. Yeah. That's really cool, man. Yeah, it's super cool. So yeah. I'm really grateful to Raihan for that, man. And yeah. the whole Papa Han team. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy for you. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Nice. <laughs> First impressions. Meeting for the audition. Do you remember how that was like? I remember being very self-conscious because I thought that my shirt stinked. Because oh. I had walked like for 10 <laughs> minutes and then I was like drenched in sweat. And then when I got to the studio, <laughs> I sat down and then I was like, shit, am I going to stink? Am I going to stink? Like, and I was, I was just so self-conscious about it. You know, that explains a lot. What? Because when I met you for the first time, I was like, why are you so different like in real life? Because you were so like fun and wacky <laughs> in the Good. tape. Okay, right, right, right. And so I was like, Okay, did he just wake up or like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but I was like, I actually we had this conversation after both of you left, right? You and the, the other guy uh-huh. who came for the uh, uh, the auditions, and I was like, I like high on tape, but I don't know if we can work well in real life. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Because like right. I don't know. Maybe I try. I I tried talking to you a little bit just to explain to you what the story was about, like from a writer's point of view. Uh-huh. But I I obviously like for auditions, I wanted to know um, if we had like natural chemistry yes yes which is very important yeah yeah and so when i spoke to you you were just so quiet but i guess now i know why like you were just like self-conscious yeah i think that would would have been part of the reason why yeah because yeah. right now we're talking really well yeah you know, from the moment it's i walked in you're far yeah. away so i can't tell you <laughs> <laughs> no but Thank i was you. so close to you like when we were filming and yeah. i don't smell anything so okay okay that's good that's good you're good that's you're good, good. yeah Oh my I, I like guys with good hygiene, by the way. Oh man, like I wash my phone. I literally wash my phone, like every day. I wash my phone because I'm like, oh man, there's germs on it. Uh, I love how I said that, and that was the first thing you thought of. Because people <laughs> always think it's weird that I wash my phone. You know, like why? It is. How do you wash your phone? Just put your phone under the tap and wash it. You are you shitting me now? I, I don't just use, I don't just put water. I use soap. And it okay. has not died on you. No, it hasn't. So it's it's a so every phone is water resistant and uh, dust resistant to a certain extent. So I did some research on it, and it's a IP six eight or something like that. Okay. The IP means uh, something to do with like uh, dust and waterproofing, and the six represents uh, how dustproof is it, and eight represents how waterproof it is. Okay. Yeah. So it's a very high level of uh, dust and waterproofing. But I don't think that when the people made the phone, they thought, yeah, someone's gonna put this under a tap. Well, you know, they say you can put it underwater for half an hour and it's okay. So, <laughs> oh washing gosh. it is not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'm really discovering new things about you. <laughs> and you continue to surprise me. But yeah, like uh, at the audition itself, I don't know. I felt pretty comfortable with you when we were yep. doing the scene. Yep. My only question mark was, it's going to be weird to work with. Right, right, right. You thought I was a weirdo? No. Or you thought like weird in a sense like uh, it's awkward kind? Um... Yeah, I guess I thought you were a little awkward. Right, right. And I'm, I thought maybe we just didn't vibe. Mm. So I was worried that that would translate when we were working together. Mm, mm, mm. Did we did we try the kiss during the audition? Yeah, I, I think we we came we? like just very close, but didn't kiss, kiss. Yeah, mm. yeah. No, yes. sorry, I'm just trying to think. How did that go? Because that was like a year ago. Yeah, actually, 
How come it took so long to come out? Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Scoffs. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for adding closed captions to this. Um, so I did not expect it to take a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we first went into casting, we were very, I think we were very sure that it was not going to take that long. Mm. That's why we started casting so early, which was, I think, was it uh, November? Uh-huh. It was like not even this year. No, it's like no, last no, no. year, last yeah, year. yeah. Um, so we thought, yeah, we're gonna probably shoot it in January, which is why we asked you for availability. Mm-hmm. And then January got pushed back to February, um, but a lot of the delay came from looking for funding, right? Right. And right, I right. think um, being part of that process really, oh my gosh, I have so much admiration for filmmakers, mm. especially those who are doing like indie films. Um, Funding is so important because money truly makes the world go round. Yeah. You know, in this case, you yeah. do need money to, to hire people. Yep. to And not just like just to pay them, but like to make them, to acknowledge their work. Mm. The problem is the same. You know, we constantly deal with issues of budgeting. Um, clients thinking that, oh, you can probably do this for less. Mm. And I hate it to be in that position where I was like, sorry this is a passion project and i'm truly going to leave it up to you if you want to come on board because mm. you believe in the story or whatever motivation you have right yep. and i was not going to take it personally because i mean everybody's in this to feed themselves obviously mm-hmm. and they want to be paid for their work right yep. so if you feel like you can be doing something else like by all means like i won't be offended yep. which was why when people came on i was so like appreciative of them sharing the same vision like mm. even for jeremy and Mar- uh, marina i told them off the bat i was like i don't have money to pay you both yeah um because whatever money we would have would be for the crew members mm. for whoever we end up casting mm. and even me like starring in my own film i was like i'm not gonna get paid for any of this yeah. but at the end of the day like it's a product that i believe in mm. and you can put your name on it and that to me just seems more important than you know, being paid for it, you know, it's yep, like yep, you're investing course, in your own course. work, yep, right? Yep, yep. So for both Marina and, and Jem, it's really like they really believed in the story. And I was so like touched that they came on board, man. Yeah, I know. It's super nice. Of yeah. Them, and because we ended up doing this for a year, like it was not easy to, to juggle like our other jobs other schedules, yeah. and deal with like all the problems that came along the way, like when the cinemas did not want to fund it and all, but I mean, at this point, like, very, very grateful for Shaw. Man, they were so on board, like, from day one. Like, when we told them what we wanted to do, they mm-hmm. were like, yes, you know, I love the story. I think it's so cute. Yeah, and yeah. That's super cool, man. Yeah, yeah, and that they, like, even the cinema theater that we shot at, like, yeah. they were so on board to find us a day and, like, a hall to yes. do it in. Yep. And... Albeit it was only like one day from like eight to six, yep. which was the max we could do. Which was super rush as well. Yeah, it was yeah, so yeah. rush. I was like, Jam, you really got to make this work because we cannot come back for another day. And he yep. was like, I'll do my best. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like there was no other way to do it. And mm. I think when it the, like it's like push comes to shove, right? You just have to you just have to do it. Yeah. And we yep. made it happen. So uh, I was like, I told Jam, I am going to see our film like screened. On that LED screen yeah, outside shop. <laughs> and it happened. <laughs> so like no regrets. Like yeah. every everything about this journey was like really, really fulfilling. And 
it just feels good, you know, to be able to like put your name on a yeah, piece yeah. of work that you believe in. How did it feel for you, like, uh, on a scale of one to ten when you saw it on the big screen outside Shaw? Actually, you know what? I realized when you've achieved your goals, that moment of achieving it, that that moment of bliss and like relief is so short compared to it feeling natural. Like, how do I put this? It's like you've achieved your goal and mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I did it. Yeah. And yeah. literally, it just goes away in a breath. You're like, oh, back to my normal life. Yep. You know, I, yep. it feels natural again. Like I'm in that state of mm-hmm. like having achieved it, which I don't know. It says a lot about how we navigate life, right? Because uh-huh. truly, like it's about the process. Like we see our goals as really, really important when we're chasing after it and when we're working towards it. Mm. But then in that moment when it's done, it doesn't always feel like as good or like as long as you would think the emotion would stay. Does yes. it make sense? Yep. Yep. Not that I'm not proud of it. Like I'm yep. still super happy that no, like, sure, I get to sure. put that. For sure. But that ecstatic moment. Yeah. It yeah. actually doesn't last as long as one would think, yep. especially when the goal is super important to mm. you. Yeah. I wonder if it's the same for like uh, someone who's at the apex of what they do. You know, like mm. what if you're like an Olympic gold medalist? Do you still feel happy one year later? You know, <laughs> you're, you're literally the best in the world. Yeah. Like, okay, for like uh, various sports, like, you know, uh, like maybe like Taekwondo or something like that. Mm. Like it's a very big competition in Taekwondo. Yeah. Maybe in tennis, it's not as big a, of an accomplishment to win yeah. an Olympic medal because they're the four big uh, tennis tournaments every year. Right. Yeah. I mean, we wouldn't really know until we're in their shoes, right? Yeah. But I do think that the first, like the first time it happens. Yeah is gonna feel so different and you'll never feel like that again. The first time. The first time. <laughs> <laughs> we just shot each other looks. <laughs> um, yeah, like, you never forget your first. Yep. You yep. never forget your first. And I think, like, if you can win it second and, like, third time, mm. great, right? I think yep. you would feel so good about yourself. But again, like, it's not the same as when you were from zero no. to hero. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Unless you're maybe, like, fighting for a legacy. Like, you want to win the most ever mm. and you reach it. And then I think that's another different, like, uh, another level. Right. right? Yeah. Right. So, on to firsts. <laughs> <laughs> the entire premise of our film was that these two people, Jack and Jill, and I and I <laughs> called them that for a very... Um, obvious reason. Yes, for very <laughs> obvious reasons. Um was that these are two people who are getting to know each other. It's unclear whether it's an actual first date, but for sure they're not a couple. They're not in a relationship. Mm. And I think what I really liked about this short film was that dating is already pretty challenging in itself. You know, like getting to know someone can be pretty difficult. Mm. I mean, it has its like amusing like moments. But I think dating itself is pretty challenging, especially in this day and age. But I feel like in a pandemic, more so it's like catastrophe, right? (laughs) Which was in essence what I wanted the film to explore. Uh So was any part of your dating life during the pandemic similar to what Jack was going through on their date at the movies? Not at all, actually. Because I hadn't been to cinema in a long time. Okay. In fact, the first time we went to the cinema again was... Filming. Filming. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. What a time we live in, man. Yeah. 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 But I, I, I didn't have any bad dates during the pandemic. 
Unfortunately, yeah. I guess, you know, there's a condiment denominator, like you mean. No. <laughs> Did you just... Self-praise, so, self-advertise. Uh, okay, whoever's saying this, Nugget, like... <laughs> good job. Uh, <laughs> you're doing well. Pat myself also, don't know how you can do it, but... <laughs> do you feel like you found the one? Do I feel like I found the one? It's not a loaded question. Uh, man, you know, do I even believe in the one? Ooh, let's dissect that. Because honestly, I used to have a very like black and white answer to that. Oh, well, what's the answer? Yes. Right. Like I... Maybe it's conditioning. Uh-huh. Wait, conditioning by what? Fairy tales? Yeah, but right. also... Yeah, you know, and media. Disney. Uh, <laughs> I love Disney, but now I'm seriously starting to wonder like <laughs> its role in my childhood, you know? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like for the longest time, it was so embedded in me that like when you found someone and when mm. you're in a relationship like uh-huh. your life is set yep. but that it, it cannot be further from the truth yep. and I think the more you navigate like dating I guess mm. like in actual relationships not just like fleeting ones you then really start to question like what is the one like what how do you even define that and exactly. to me I just feel like it gets grayer and grayer yep. Yep. you know yep. but what are your thoughts on it I don't believe in the one yeah because that means that there is just one right person for you. I don't think that's that's true in my from my point of view. You know, I feel like there's many people that y- you can be compatible with. Yeah. It's just whether you meet at the right time mm. and at the right stages of both of your lives, not just one of your lives. Mm. So yeah. you think that timing is a big part of it? Timing, which brings us back to luck. Oh, God. <laughs> just love full circle moments. <laughs> <laughs> at least we're consistent right? <laughs> yeah I, I feel like you gotta be lucky you know like uh, uh-huh. maybe like if I met like a girl like uh, my ex-girlfriend like two years later we would've worked out you know uh. yeah but I f- like also at the same time as much as we're talking about marriage and stuff I like the more the older I get the less I believe in getting married mm. you know it's not to say that I'll never get married, but like I, I feel like commitment is such like it just dawns on me the older I get that commitment is in the marriage is so big, you know. Yeah. It's and also that I think commitment goes way beyond getting married, you know. Oh yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, for there sure. are plenty of people who are married and they're not committed. Mm. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that sounded so sad when I said it out loud. It's so sad, but it's so true. Like yeah. you know, and I'm sure like we all have friends in our lives that we know who are like this, who are either married or in a very long-term relationship who live their lives like this. Yeah. You know, and when I see that, like, I don't know, like, do I, w- do I want that? Like, mm. is that, you know, because that's not the, the the idea that I have of marriage. And if yeah. that is marriage, that's not what I want, mm. you know. Mm. This is why, like, I'm, like, further going away from the idea of uh, marriage. Mm. Yeah. I think what you said makes a lot of sense. But in that same way, I'm going to throw it back to you, right? Because you don't believe marriage is like that. You don't believe that marriage is just binding, like, on paper. And so if you were to get married, you're not going to do it that way anyway. Mm, mm, You know, like, how your marriage, if you decide to do it, Mm. will not be like that. Because you're not like that. No, 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 no. no. That's that's not necessarily true. Because I feel like whenever I do get into a relationship or I'm seeing a girl, I find uh, the commitment to it so hard to give. Mm. You know, so I'm not saying that I'm the perfect guy to marry. Yeah. And that like if the perfect girl for me came along that I would be able to do it. Yeah. Because I understand that I may not be able to give enough of what I believe marriage is supposed to be. 
Mm. You know what I'm saying? Wow, yeah. that's a very... That's a lot of awareness, you know? No, it takes a lot of awareness to realize that, mm. but it also takes a lot of courage to put that out there. Right, right. And be honest about it. Mm, I think it's, this is, it's really important to be honest about stuff like that. Do you then believe that it's just about finding the right person to bring that out in a guy? Actually, no. Guy or girl doesn't yep. matter the dynamic, right? But do you believe that it actually takes the right person to make you, one, want to do it mm. and to be able to? I do not have an answer to this oh. question. But at the same time, uh, my fear goes another level in a sense that uh, even if I do find someone and I date them for three years and everything is good, what's going to happen in 10 years? You know, I, I think like, I think that much, like, because I don't want to have like a divorce, you yeah. know. I guess I, I'm a little bit old school in that sense. I have a yeah. stigma to divorce, even though if people do get divorced, I'm like, oh, that's cool, that's great. I think that's better for your kids. Yeah. You know, that's my point of view, at least. Yeah. That's such a complex question that I have yet to be able to answer. I think I share a very similar, like, fear. I might be wrong, mm -hmm. but I think what I'm getting from you is that, yes, it could work out right now, mm. but then no one knows what's going to happen in, like, 10, 20 years yep. down the road, yep. and you're kind of scared, like, what if things change? Mm. Like, then what does it mean to be married? What does it yep. mean to be committed, right? Yep. I also have those thoughts, to be yep. honest. Because, yeah. like, people always tell me, oh, the right person is just the right one at the right time. But in my head, it's like, it's not always going to be the right time in life. Both of you are constantly changing. You're entering different seasons of your life all mm. the time. So what does it really mean to be to meet at the yeah. right time, you know what I mean? You like can meet at the right time at this point in time. Exactly. Now is the right time. Exactly. But 10 years, I don't know. You know? Exactly. Yeah. So I'm just like, does so that... cynic, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think people listening to this are like, uh, these two fools. <laughs> Overthinking it. <laughs> no, but I, I completely get it, which is why for me, like, when I say that the definition or like believing in the one is so great for me because... I used to think that, like, there's such thing as meant to be. Mm. But I think from a personal experience, it's because, like, I've been burnt by that belief. Mm -hmm. It's like, how do you know, how do you even know what meant to be is supposed to feel like, right? And I, that, like, I thought I felt that way with someone. Mm -hmm. But then it didn't work out, you know? And so to me, it's like, how then do I trust that feeling of, oh, he's the one? Mm. Because clearly it's not just that anymore yeah so i think that's why i'm in a bit of a a cynical like i'm coming from a bit of a cynical point of view yep, yep. and then now where i'm at right now it's like i think the one is just the one you choose mm. you know whether mm. it's now or like mm. 10 years down the road i mean you look at like older marriages right the reason why people are still together is because they choose yes you know, and it's not. It's definitely not easy. Yep, it's to, hard to keep choosing the same person despite like circumstances and yep. stuff. Yep. But I, at least for me, I think that's where I stand on the one, and that's why I feel oh, it's such a tall order to to keep choosing. Yep. So you, you're saying that there's no the one. It's like you have to choose the one, kind of. That yeah, because yeah. like you know how you said like there's different people that we're mm -hmm. compatible with. Mm -hmm. Uh, like there's not just one person i also believe in that and so at the end of the day maybe it's just about choosing the one that you want yep yep you have to choose to make the sacrifices throughout the years of your marriage you have to choose to prioritize yeah. you know uh your family like you know and this mm. this uh 
choosing becomes even bigger and the responsibility becomes even bigger when you have kids. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's nuts, you know? Like, I, I, I can't, my mind can't fathom it. Every yeah. time I think about it, I have no conclusion. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> I think this is one of those things that you, you don't come to a conclusion. Yep. Until you've like looked back on it, like yep. on hindsight, and you're like, oh, so that was the answer because like mm. I've been through it already. Yep. So if you don't feel like marriage is on the cards for you right now, mm. like then what is your, um, not say criteria, but what do you look at, I guess, in deciding, okay, I want to commit to someone? Mm, mm. It goes beyond like, ah, she's like pretty smart, funny. Oh, no. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. Yeah. No. I think it really goes beyond that. Yeah, so. For sure. I know some people are like, oh, do I want to marry this person? And if the answer is no, then it's clear. But like for someone who's like on the fence about marriage, yep. right? What would you say is your rule of thumb? They have to be a stronger and better person than I am. Because I feel like in a relationship, mm. I would be the the weaker one. What? When it comes to relationships, at least. Okay. I would need a lady that will tell me like, okay, you know what? I need you to take me on a, da- on a date. I need you to do this. I need you to do that in order for this relationship to work. And I'm okay if a girl telling me what to do. As long as I I like this girl, I think that's okay. Yeah. Right. I may not be in love with you, but like, as long as uh, we can talk, we're compatible, I like you, you know, and we can go out. I think that that's the biggest criteria for me. Really? Yeah. Someone who can manage you. Me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Cuz I'm I'm like when I when I talk about sacrifices in a relationship, what I really mean is sacrifice of my time. Mm. Uh doing something other than doing what I want to do. Mm. Yeah. So if a girl that I'm dating tells me, "Let's go out on a date." Then I'll be like, "Okay, let's go." But I will never be like the initiator a lot of the time. Yeah. Oh. So I need someone to manage me in that sense. I think this is the biggest determining factor in whether a relationship between a, a lady and I would work. All right, but it's interesting that you said you don't have to be in love with her. Yeah, because I think love dies out. So once again, it's like choices. Wow. You know, yeah. You have to choose to to marry this girl and you have to choose to sacrifice your time. You have to choose to do this. And that's what scares me. Because to me, love doesn't last. Okay. A liking can last, like oh, I, li- I really like this person. Like, like I feel like a deep love, though. Like, I don't think it lasts, in my opinion. Wow. Yeah, because I've dated. Okay, I'm not saying like I'm super hot or anything, but I've dated really hot girls. Yeah. And like, it still dies out. Like, you know, like oh man, I think I'm madly in love with this like super hot girl, but it'll die out. But what I noticed, you just said, you just linked like madly in love to super hot. Yeah. So do you think maybe it oh, wasn't when I was love? younger? When I was younger, oh, at least okay, you know. Okay. Yeah. Or maybe I just haven't experienced what true love is and that's why I think it'll die out, you know? Yeah. It's, oh my God. It's so open. It's, it's like a... This entire conversation is so cynical. <laughs> <laughs> it's just two cynics uh, like yeah. um, approving of each other. <laughs> yeah, basically, basically. Wow, that's really interesting. You know, I wonder if mm. it's because of the way that our careers have went that have led us to think like this, you know? Because yeah, we have way? relatively similar careers. We're both from corporate and then now we're freelancing in a way. Yeah. 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 So you feel like maybe because we pick more fluid careers. Yeah, that our life needs to right. be more fluid, maybe. Oh my you gosh, know? you know, it's so funny because like, for me at least, all the more I want, I want tradition and I want structure in my personal life. Right. 
You know, it's like when you said that you are a bit more traditional. I think I'm like that. I think we're so similar in a way. <laughs> it's like you know batteries, right? Mm-hmm. We be on the same side. Yep. We literally right, right, right. not even. <laughs> we be on the same side. Yep. <laughs> For example, take taking initiative, uh-huh. like what you said, right? I, I don't like. I mean, not don't like. I could do it if I, you know, if mm-hmm. I was being asked to. But mm-hmm. you see, like, I don't like deciding where to eat. Right. I don't like to be the one to to lead the way. I don't uh-huh. like to be the one telling the guy what to do. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I know what I want out of a relationship, uh-huh. but it's different from telling them, "Hey, you gotta do this to make me happy." Mm. You know, it's like mm. I can't. I'm like pretty much an open book. I can tell you what I want and what I don't want. Like I'm very clear about that. But I don't want to feel like. Uh, the person's obligated to do these things for me. Mm, mm, and I just mm. kind of, in a way, I still believe in finding someone who not only wants to do these things for me, but is able to, mm-hmm. you know, and I just kind of like taking a back seat, I guess, right. which is pretty similar to you, mm. like taking a back seat mm. in a different way. Like, so it's not that I don't care. Yep. It's just that because I am someone who is like, okay, in my own career, I'm making like 10,000 decisions a day. I would like to be with someone who knows what he wants mm-hmm. and something as simple as like where to eat. Like you just decide. And mm-hmm. obviously if he has great taste, yep. yeah, I would trust <laughs> you. You know what I mean? Yep, like, yep. I mean, I know that sounds like, oh, I have to find like the perfect guy, but it's not, it's not really that. No, it's no, just, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. I would prefer that this guy allows me to take the back seat. Yep. Yep. But I that's just who I am. You know what I mean? Yep. As long as at the end of the day, like I go home to you, and we spoon in bed mm. and that makes me feel like that's the to me that's the best part of the relationship yeah like lying next to someone holding their hand or like spooning or whatever yeah and that, that that's the thing that makes me feel the most warm inside Aww. yeah yeah so I'm perfectly doing that every day and never going out on a date and just like watching movies together you know and yeah. stuff like that yeah so f- what's the biggest determining factor in finding a girl it would be a girl who tell me what she wants more because I know that no girl would be happy okay not that I know I don't think many girls would be happy with just spooning at home and not going out on a date ever. Mm. Right? Right? Mm. Am I right? I don't know. Are you asking me for validation? <laughs> yes, I am. I am. Validate me. No. <laughs> hey, thanks for telling me what you want. <laughs> um, no, it's interesting that you said that because now I feel like we're even more similar, which is kind of scary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because like when people ask me what's the what to me would be the best thing of being in a long-term relationship is actually coming home to someone. Mm. Just the I like yep. coming home to someone to me is like the crux of of being committed, right? Knowing that at the end of the day, you're looking forward to seeing that person mm. at home mm. and, and doing all the mundane shit, like buying toilet cleaners or buying groceries together. Mm. Like to me, that is like pinnacle of being in a very like loving relationship. Because mm-hmm. like I mean, I guess the older you get, the more you realize, okay, it's fun to go on like really nice dates, but. They're very temporary. Mm. And beyond the dates, like, can you actually see yourself building a life with someone? Mm. And truthfully, life in itself can be as boring and as exciting as you make it. But if you're with someone who can make all the mundane things, like, exciting, I think, like, you might have found the one. Yep. You know? So, to me, it's not so much about what you do, but, like, who you're with Mm. and how you make of it. Mm. So, I I can see where you're coming from. Mm. Like, I maybe maybe you come across as someone who's like, you know, more of a simpler life, especially Ah. since you 
you realize actually it's not money. It's not money that makes you happy. Yep. You know, having left your bank job and stuff. Hundred mm, percent, mm, man. Like I'm yeah. all for the simple life, man. Mm. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm so tempted to move back to New Zealand. It's and so just, chill. Just have a farm. You know, I like I, I live on a f- like I, I live on a farm in New Zealand. Oh really? Yeah. So like I could just go home and like have that life. Yeah. But you know, like I think my my uh my my love for acting yeah Keeps would you not would not uh, allow mm. me to move back there right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, New Zealand has more sheep than people, so yeah, right. It's obviously You're not more even chill. Looking at the cows and and horses yeah. and goats yet, you know. Like New Zealand's yeah. a little too slow for me. Right. Like I would go there for like um a few months. Mm. Okay, it depends on where I stay in New Zealand because some parts are really so boring. Yeah, yeah, you can. That's very tough for people who've never grown up in New Zealand. Right. If you've grown up in New Zealand, kind of like I did, uh, yeah. it's very easy to, to have fun and be hanging out with people and all that because that's what they do on a daily basis. Right. You know, whether it's via having a drink, having a coffee, or just hanging out at home mm. or going for training. Yeah, so I lived a very uh, fun life even though I lived in a smaller city. Right. Okay, I mean it's smaller, but it's still the four figures in New Zealand. Yeah. Right. But it's still considered small Which by one like is the world standards. Uh, it's called Hamilton. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's very near uh, uh, Hobbiton. Oh, Lord of Rings. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, that sounds very quaint. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you remember like any dates that you've been on where you're like, okay, very clearly, this is not what I want? Oh, yeah, for sure. The, yeah, the, I always whenever someone asks me this question, my my mind always automatically goes to this one girl. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I can't remember her name. I I can't quite remember what she looks like. Yeah, I was just so turned off. It like, was like uh, one date or a it was couple. Like one hour, and I wanted to. Oh. I wanted I wanted that hour to be even shorter. So, oh, no. but she was eating food, so I didn't want to be rude. <laughs> you know, I don't like. Oh, hey, I gotta go. You know, oh man, like so. Like I think we were talking on like Bumble for a bit or something like this. Yeah. This is like many years back. She lived near me, so like, uh, we met up at this uh, restaurant. I had already eaten, so I didn't eat anything. You could, you asked her out, and then you didn't want to eat. I mean, her. she wanted supper, so I was like, "Oh yeah, oh. I can follow you." you okay, know? okay. And like the moment we sat down and started talking, like everything was like about herself, and not just about oh. herself, but it was like very like a uh, whiny. Uh, not whiny. Like I'm just so proud of being me. You know, like oh. in a very bad way. It's good to be proud to be yourself. Yeah. But not in a like a very ego kind of sense. Okay. Yeah. And I got that that vibe from her, and right right away, it's just like fuck, I can't do this. Yeah. <laughs> and I wanted out ASAP. Right. Yeah. Luckily, she was nice to the wait staff. Oh Otherwise, that would have been the worst. Yeah. That would have even been worse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. think that's definitely a pet peeve of mine as well. Like, definitely one of the things I look out for. Yeah. She was pretty. <laughs> you know, yeah. So like, it's definitely not all about the looks, because yeah, she was attractive, yeah. and uh, I just didn't, <laughs> I just couldn't take it, man. Like I remember, oh, so badly, just because it's, I felt so strongly about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's horrible. And then after that, we never talked again because I didn't text her. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> this is one good reason to go someone. <laughs> 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 to be fair, I, I'm not, a, I'm not approving of this. Well. Ghosting is the easier way to do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I guess if you don't really have any like emotional attachment, you know, don't take it to heart. Right. Yep. 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 Yeah. But for me, having been ghosted before earlier in my like dating app days, uh-huh. I'm just like, do better. Like, d- like. But just was it a really good date though? 
before the ghost or no that's the thing like when i was younger and still believed in dating apps uh-huh. um I oh think wait so now you don't i don't right interesting yeah. i believe in them really okay yeah, we'll yeah. talk about that in a bit okay but um yeah like i i now looking back i, I probably was on the app for very for not the right reasons mm-hmm. because I, I just come out from a very long relationship may i know how long like five years right. oh, yeah long. and we dated since i was 17 so he was like I the ain't. first serious boyfriend that yep. i had and then when we broke up and when i felt like i was ready to date i was not ready to date <laughs> how, how long after that do you two months you, two months it was right. way too fresh you know right. but i think that's that's reflective of the age that i was at you know 22 and just being very excited to meet someone new mm-hmm. and yet i was going on the app wanting to quickly get into a new relationship right. because i think i had very little sense of identity at that point in time like i didn't know who i was and that was the whole point of the breakup because i was like i don't know myself outside of this relationship at all you know yep. and it sounds like such an asshole thing to say like hey, you do everything for me i can't i can't do it myself mm. you know mm. it, so in this case it really wasn't even him it's purely like me and me being selfish la. <laughs> and la. they're <laughs> random <laughs> that random yeah. like singlish law right <laughs> to mix the two a lot yeah um so i just felt like you know any guy who would give me attention mm-hmm. or like said things that made me feel like i was special it was vulnerable. very easy for yeah. me to be hooked onto that mm. what do you think that is though is it because you you lacked it for two months and you wanted it again or is it because like why why you get what i'm asking remember yeah. how i said like it was conditioning that i believe that when you're in a relationship you're pretty much set yeah. So I think at that point in time, I was very in the idea that my identity comes from, you know, being in a relationship. Mm. And so when you're not with someone for a while, you're just like, who am I? Mm. You know, like, like, wh- like, what is my social life without a relationship? When I meet these people, it wasn't even because they're good. Looking back, I'm just like, why? <laughs> yes, you know, they're not even attractive, Kai. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I, like... Yeah, and they were just like pretty, yeah, they were quite assholes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, I just did not have enough self-love and did not have enough confidence yeah. to believe that, um, yeah, girl needs some standards. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So, I think that's why I'm a bit scarred from like dating apps. Right. Because I believe that I could be using that time and energy more wisely than just swiping. Mm-hmm feel a vibe from someone by meeting them organically because Mm. like energy doesn't lie and if like i don't feel right with you on the first meeting why would i even want to tell you about my life don't get me wrong people who have thrived on dating apps and have become success stories i'm like so happy for them Mm, mm. that like that works for you but Mm. like just for me to me the sequence a bit tombale you know what i mean like okay let's say i swipe on you because i think you're attractive enough based on your photos or whatever and then we start talking it feels like a forced interaction where I have to share my life with you when I'm not even sure if I want you in my life yet. Right. And then when you meet them, you either get disappointed or date them long enough to decide whether you really want them in your life. Mm-hmm. But to me, I just can't I can't see past that. Mm. Like the fact that we did not meet organically. And then it leaves me wondering, if we had met in like real life at first, would I, you know, would I have been attracted to you? Yep, yep. So... Lots of questions, yeah. And again, pretty skeptical about dating apps. But tell me about why you believe in them. If used in the right manner, <laughs> used very important, used in the right manner, or what I deem to be the right manner, yeah, 
it's a great way to meet, meet as many people as possible. You have a point. You know what I mean? Like, I may not have time to organically meet so many people. Yeah. And decide, oh, like, oh, I think I could date her. I could date her. I could date date her. But f- with a dating app, if you talk the right way and you use it for the right reasons, you can kind of get a vibe of whether you have chemistry or not, and then mm. you can go out on a date. Mm. And that date doesn't have to be like a talk about or talk about my life. You yeah. know, it can be like going out to do something and see whether you vibe or not. Mm. Yeah. So I think it's a great way to meet a lot of people, not necessarily quality people. Yeah. But it gives you a higher chance of success in a, in a in a certain sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But that's my thought process, at least. But that makes yeah. a lot of sense. I've never yeah. heard anyone tell me, well, tell me, tell it to me like that. Right. 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 Big wow. brain. Wow. <laughs> you know what they say about men with big brains. <laughs> well, t- tell me. Tell me. <laughs> they have big heads. <laughs> okay, that is true. <laughs> Depends on what you define by head. Ah, right, right. Well, no cameras. You know. <laughs> Soundproof. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, like, I think that's 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 how I've always looked at dating apps. Yeah. It mm. uh, doesn't have to be, like, a long-ass conversation, you know, about a life. It doesn't have to be, like, something that you always repeat. Just see if you can vibe with the person or not. Yeah. And, like, boom. So, are you a dating app success story? I'm not. Why? I did go out with uh, two of my ex-girlfriends from dating apps. Mm. Yeah, but... uh. Obviously, like, uh, it didn't work out. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that's how I kind of used the app, and that's how I looked at the app. How should I be using it in the right way? So I would start uh, by having, like, a random conversation. Mm. Like, you know, I might sometimes even I might Google a question, you know. So anything that is not related to my life, like, and see if we can talk about it, you know. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so you start off being impersonal. Mm. Correct. Because then that's a way if you, you can see, like, uh, whether you can have an o- organic conversation. Because if we just talk about stuff that, like, I've I've talked about a million times, it's not organic, you know? Like, you, then you don't know if you can vibe, in a sense. Mm. Yeah. Or you don't know if you can vibe quickly. So, for me, if, like, I got a good response, like a witty response or, or like, an interesting response, then, oh, then, like, it's on, you know? Wow. Yeah. Hey, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> You're the Donald Tinder now. <laughs> legit, legit, legit. I'm, like... Very intrigued by by the way that you look at it, and I think it's it's truly shifted my perspective on it. Oh, yeah, because I never saw it that way. To me, it was like, why am I fast tracking being personal with someone mm. when I'm not entirely sure that I want to to be mm. personal with you? And it's so boring, man. Mm-hmm. Being personal because if you it's repetitive. Personal, it's repetitive. Yeah. Yeah, but then when you say it like that, it's like, oh, just keep it impersonal. Yeah. Until you find like common ground yep. or something to, to motivate you to yep. want to make it personal. Exactly, exactly. But that would oh. be like in person already. It wouldn't be on the app. How do you think you're different now versus like when you were dating in your 20s? I think when I was in my 20s, all I, all I ever thought was like, oh. Sex. No, 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 no. Not, not like that at all, actually. <laughs> I just wanted like a, a girl next door kind of look. Mm. And that's kind of all I thought about, right? Mm. It's just kind of looks. But now as you as you not just get into like dating more, mm. you understand that like, oh, uh, I need certain things out of relationship yeah. like, through uh, like maybe conversation with my friends who are married, for example, and they give mm. me their perspective. Then like, oh, it, it, it changes my way, my thinking of what a relationship is like, mm. you know? And 
it's just so different. It's just miles apart, you know. One is just looks, then the other one is it just goes into something so much deeper, like, uh, <laughs> like uh, maybe something stupid, like you know, like uh, for example, if one person can't stand someone not putting the toothpaste, you know, you know mm. how the toothpaste you gotta roll it up yeah, sometimes yeah. at the end. I start from the bottom, by the way. Same. I start from the bottom. Oh, so like, God. if if <laughs> I had a pet peeve, yeah, of you not starting at the bottom. Mm then maybe that wouldn't work out. You know, so something as simple as that, like it goes into like uh, so much deeper things. Like everybody's quirks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because like it may not seem like a lot right now when I t- when we talk about it, but if you see like 50 years of this person not going to the damn bottom when you, why, why would you not go, come on, why would you not go to the bottom of two Okay, place? that is you being you know? inflexible. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but you know, you'll never know. You like might have a bad day at work and then like, <laughs> yeah, but you see, that goes back to it being a choice, right? Because, mm, mm, like, mm. for me, especially, like, for girls, there seems to be a stereotype that it's always the girls that want the guys to change. But you know what? The more I talk to people, the more I'm like, I, I keep hearing guys telling me, oh, but, you know, sometimes the person might not always want to change. And I'm like, I don't think that's coming from the right angle because you're not supposed to date someone hoping that they, they will change. change. I agree. It's finding someone you're willing to accept all yeah. their shitty-ass yeah. habits. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And obviously, someone who's also open to compromise. Like, if you're... Mm. S- let's say I start from the top. Yep. And you're just so adamant about me starting from the bottom. Yeah. And if I like to enough, I would probably change. Yeah. Right? So it's... But there's no logic <laughs> to start from the top. There's you see, zero that's, logic. That's your banking <laughs> mindset with a very... It's just so inflexible. But it's like, let's say I'm dating someone, right? And we're, yeah. we're living together. And yeah. they, if they really can justify yeah. why starting from the top... Yeah. Actually, you're right. Lah. There's no... Exactly. It makes no sense. Like, it makes your life so much harder <laughs> once the, 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 the two faces is running out. You know, like... And what's worse is if you start from the fucking middle. <laughs> Sorry, excuse my language. Why would you start from the middle? No, but could you at least try to see from the people who start in the middle, like their perspective is, I'm just going to enjoy instant gratification right now and just press it where <laughs> it's most comfortable. And then at some point, oh. I go down to the bottom and just press it up. Oh, that makes no sense to me. <laughs> Kai is okay. rolling his eyes so hard <laughs> because of toothpaste. Oh my God. Oh my God. I didn't even think about the middle. Yeah, <laughs> the middle, man. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But I have to admit that you're right. It's a choice. Like, do I accept it or do I not? Yeah. yeah. But that's just one of the things that, like, small things that you can think about. Mm, yeah. 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 But also, I guess, for me, it's like realizing that, okay, just some things irk you, right? But yeah. can you just let that go? You know what I mean? Mm, like, mm. I mean, not just in relationships, but in life. Mm. Can you let shit go? Yep. Because, like, if you hang on to all these things that just accumulate, it, what's the point of yep. it all, right? Yep. So I think that is where I'm starting to understand like, okay, maybe I could have been more flexible about these things. Like when I was younger and in relationships, I was like, they should want to change for me. They should be this, be that. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? Yep, yep, yep. But then as you get older, you're like... You realize. Yeah, yeah. and it's, a, it's, it's so tough being with yourself sometimes. Can you imagine having to live with someone else and mm. building a life together? Like mm. it's not easy for either one of you. Mm. And if you both can make it easier... That would help. Great. Yeah, I agree. I I feel like living with someone is so important before you get married. Yeah. But like older parents don't seem to uh, allow that. Yeah. Like from what I hear a lot from my friends is like, oh, we can't even live in the same house even if we're engaged. We have mm-hmm. to be married. And I think being able to live with someone is so important. Just because 
you have no idea what it's going to be like yeah. you know, until you live with someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a huge part of like deciding whether or not that person is like compatible yeah, with exactly, you. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I, I totally agree on that. Yeah. I used to say like, uh, oh, I want to go out with the girl for two years and then I want to live with the girl for another two years. Mm. But then like, I'm thinking now like, man, I'm 33 <laughs> and... What if we go into the third and a half year and then like, oh, it's not working out and then we start again? Then I'll be like thirty six and a half. Oh you know? shit! Oh my god! Yeah. So I don't know. I guess also because like you are able to live, you know, by yourself now mm. and with your partner anyway. So I guess you can expedite that process. Yeah, I feel like more cracks show the longer you are in in a transaction slash relationship or whatever it can be with anything. You know, yeah, it can be like working with someone. So you find more cracks in a relationship. Then so I just gave myself like. Uh, like two years I think that's a good amount of time for cracks to show you agree? you don't agree? <laughs> one no, year is too short man no, I can see yeah. why you say that but yeah. if you realise like you automatically label them as cracks it's like you're expecting there to be no cracks? no you're expecting there to definitely be cracks yeah I think there would be I think there would be because I don't think there's such thing as like oh we'll never argue about something Oh no, or for like sure. We'll never like be disagree, not argue. Yeah. Disagree about something. Yeah, yeah. I think disagreements de- definitely, but maybe because I see cracks as like pretty, pretty like threatening to the right, relationship. Right, right, right. No, okay, that's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. Sorry. More like red flags. Red flags? Isn't red flags like really big too? No. I use them like as quickly as when I'm just seeing someone anyway. Right. No. 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 Okay. Yeah. That I can totally agree. Yeah. Like if so you're rude to wait stuff. Yeah. 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 That's what I call a red flag. Yep. Yep. But cracks is like. Yo, that's a that's a core value that we don't agree. For yep, example, yep, yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, no, that's not what I meant at all. That's not what I meant. Yeah. I, I would hope you don't move into s- <laughs> the same house as someone if you have overwhelming uh, differences <laughs> in core values. Yeah. <laughs> so, what's a core value for you that you cannot compromise? Uh, being bad with money. Really, yeah. like being bad as in overspending. Uh, yes, I think overspending is. That's a way to put it. Yeah. Like, uh, I used to date uh, a girl and she was, she came from a pretty uh, good background. And so her parents would always give her money to to support her while she was studying in Singapore because mm. she's, uh, she's Dutch. And uh, she would always spend her money within the first, like, week or two. And then she'd ask for more. Oh. And I know how much it is. I'm just wired to think like that because I was working in the bank. And I'm like, you can't do this. Like, this is, this is not a great, good way to live your life. And then, like, I tried to teach her and, like, help her out. And then it came to a point where I was like, you know what? I don't care if you're studying. Now, every time we go out, you're going to pay for half of everything. Mm. So that I teach you how to budget and, like, learn the value of money. Because that's something that I didn't understand until uh, my parents cut me off. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. So, maybe that's where the the, the money uh, sense. deal breaker came uh, from. Ah, okay, yeah. okay. Because I understand, uh, as a guy who got cut off, and as a guy who's working in the bank, yeah. how important it is to plan your finances. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah, so I think mm. that's like a really big deal breaker. Mm. Yeah. That's More a really so good than one. smoking. Deal breaker is such a strong word. That is, is it stronger than red flag? <laughs> and cracks. <laughs> <laughs> cracks, cracks for me. It's always the crack. <laughs> um, no, actually, you know what? Deal breaker is stronger than red flags. I would say mm. smoking for me is a red flag. And if I, you know what? Even if I like you enough, I don't know if I can see past it. Mm. But then again, I feel like because there's so many other deal breakers 
that are stronger than smoking for me. Mm-hmm. So that's why I feel like the gravity doesn't do it justice. You know what I mean? Mm. The gravity of smoking. Mm. But in terms of like, do I want that in my lifestyle? No. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I think a big core value of mine is communication. Like I have dated people who are just, okay, it's one thing to not be very articulate Mm. with your feelings, Mm -hmm. your thoughts. That's that's like a whole other thing, right? But I think communication is important to me because I'm someone who likes to talk about stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like if something's wrong, I'd rather we talk about it and then we can move past yes. it. I really don't like it, and this is from like personal experience. I really don't like it when um, you know that there's something like you have a red flag. Mm-hmm. Like I like I've given you a red flag. Yep. Instead of bring it up, you just like tahan or you just sweep it under the rug. Yep. And then when shit blows up, then I find out that yo actually that was not cool. Yep. Like, I mean, that's just one example, right? But on a day-to-day basis, I feel like communication is such a big part yeah, of, it is. you know, like you spend so much of your time talking mm. to that person, mm. right? So I feel like if the person cannot meet me, like in terms of conversation, I think it'd be, it'd be pretty hard. Right. I think I'm not a great communi- communication initiator. <laughs> you just have issues with communication. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you just have issues with... Initiation. Yes, initiation. <laughs> yes, yes, that's exactly it. But once you start and you make sure that I keep going, then I'm then I'm okay. Like in one session or in general? In general. Okay, in okay. General. Oh, so like if you don't start it, I, I thought every time I have start. to start the conversation, then that's a bit tiring, you know. But if it's the latter where like once you get comfortable with me and conversation flows. Wait, okay. So are we talking about conversation that uh, like uh, that affects the relationship? I, I think we're a little bit on a different wavelength here. So for me, like, what I'm talking about is stuff that will make sure that the relationship works. Oh, like, like, okay. Know, like, uh, for uh, me, it's both. Like, right, right. I want to be able to know that my partner can talk about lame-ass stuff with oh, me I can do too. that, yeah. No, I'm yeah. easy. I'm easy with talking about stuff like that. I can mm. start that, mm. but I can't start the hard conversations. Mm-mm. I'm very bad at starting hard conversations, but once you get me started and you make sure that I stay in that path, yeah. you know, then I'm okay. Yeah, which is why I was telling you, you know, like, I need someone... <laughs> Yeah. That manages me. <laughs> you right. know? Yeah. yeah. You've never <laughs> met someone like that? Like whether it's a friend or um, someone you've dated? I have dated someone like that. Pretty similar mm. mindset, I think. Um, maybe he just didn't feel like it was necessary to bring up right. um, stuff on his end. So then I would take initiative, right? But then the relationship imploded because I was always the one taking initiative. I'm so confused by the dynamic because mm. I thought that was our dynamic. Mm. Because you were not going to bring it up. So I bring it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it turns out like it was too much for you. And I'm just like, huh. Right, right, right. So that's right. what confuses me. Because I feel like, yes, everybody has a role to play. But that's where like receptivity comes in, right? And flexibility yes. comes in. Yes. Like how can you expect someone to do everything that way or play that role forever? Like people change all the time. Mm. Mm. You know, it's like how... A couple, let's say a married couple, right? Maybe the 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 guys used to being the provider, uh-huh. but and and like the 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 woman is like okay with being housemaker. But what if their roles reverse down the line? Maybe the woman decides that she wants to start her own business, uh-huh. and she needs him to you know step in for a role that she was previously mm. doing. Like take turns 
taking care of the kids, for example. Yep. Like, are you yep. going to be so inflexible and be like, mm. nope, that is your role? Like, that to me feels very inflexible. Yep. See, this so. is one of the things I fear about getting married. Ah. Uh, That's exactly it. Like, you know, yeah. things like this might pop up and you never know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, Kai, before we wrap things up here, can you tell our listeners why they should go watch our short film? Uh, just because it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> And it's written by Shamian. Oh, thank you. And Kai's in it. And we had so much fun shooting it. We did. Yeah. There was this this take that we did, which was the kiss scene. Mm. And we were never meant to kiss. Like, the, the call was always, okay, Jen will say cut before it actually happens. Yep, yep. But I think there was one take One take where, where we, like, before the cut, like, like yeah, 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 yeah. Our lips touched, but it was not a kiss. No, and no, then, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. and then, when you you like pulled away, you were like, "Whoa, that was so close!" <laughs> and like, I swear to God, like you seemed like you were sweating. I was like, "Bro, like it's not such a bad thing to be kissing me." Like, uh, I don't know how comfortable someone is, you know. Like, no, uh, but it seemed like you were uncomfortable. Were you uncomfortable? No, I, I was okay. I was just uncomfortable because I didn't know if you were comfortable. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I think I went into it knowing that if it does happen, like it's part of it. Right, that's great. Because I wrote it in, so I had to be comfortable with it. And I knew that if it does happen, it's like purely professional. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. That's good. So. That's good. That's good to know. Yeah, because I don't want to get into it. <laughs> but I got right. really <laughs> self-conscious. I was like, that reaction did he <laughs> am really I, am I would that not unattractive? No, yeah because you were like whoa that was so close <laughs> and you were like shaking and I was like okay chill out like <laughs> not I, the worst thing like I I've done like a, I think that was my third kissing scene I've ever done okay and uh, different people will react differently right some okay. people are comfortable with it some people not and I've seen peop- other people do kissing scenes as well or like sex scenes so like it's it's very like a uh, hard to say how someone will feel about yeah. it as it's happening. Yeah. So I, I wanted to be respectful. Right. Yeah. I also think it's about setting expectations. Yep. Well, obviously we had no rehearsals going yep. into it. Yep. Um, it was very like, okay, do it, do it, <laughs> right? Yeah. So I get that. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like setting expectations mm. and like asking, it, like the person, are you comfortable if it does happen? Yep. Yep. I think is is pretty important. But mm. I'm glad like. We both were okay. I mean, it helped that I think we could have a conversation. So when yeah, it was like, cut, sure. you know, we were just talking yeah. about something else. Yeah. So the natural chemistry does help. Yes, it does. Yeah. <laughs> so why, tell me why you think people should watch the film mm. from your perspective. Because uh, I wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, because, well, the intention behind the film was that three of us, um, Jeremy, Marina, and myself, uh, we are so passionate about film, as I am sure for our entire crew, like even Kai yourself, you said that, you know, you love filmmaking. Mm. And I think at the end of the day, that's that's where this film is driven from, it's passion. And we wrote, or rather we produced this film at a time when nobody was going to the cinema mm. because there was no point in it. Yep. You know, it was like a pandemic and then all the blockbusters from like Hollywood, like basically mainstay, were not going to be released, mm. like they were going to be delayed. So I think a part of us did it because we wanted to find a way to bring people back into the cinema. And it was kind of like a a mirror effect, right? Everything that could happen on a date at the movies was kind of a reflection of how we wanted the funniest date to happen for real people, Uh like average Singaporeans in a cinema. And so, you know, I hope that like when you do watch it, you'll find like a piece of yourself in there, whether it's like something funny or like just brings back a memory of like, a movie that you remember watching in the cinema mm. or like 
a special memory of someone, you know, like whatever it is, however it resonates with you. I hope that you find a piece of yourself in it. And from a personal standpoint, like I've never, like this is the first piece of writing that I finished and, you know, really saw through the end. And like, I feel really, really proud of it just because getting here was not easy. Yeah. Oh, the process was just way too long. Um, and so getting here just feels really good, mm. you know, and I hope that, I hope that you will support it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Congratulations. Again. Thanks, dude. Yeah. Thanks for and being my Jack. Much, much better answer than I gave. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you're just being uh, respectful. <laughs> Come on. No, no, no. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And of course, uh, the link to our short film is linked in the description box. Kai, where can we find you on social media? Oh, just go uh, Kai Tan XH. So that's K-Y-T-A-N-X-H if you want to look me up. Make a guess what XH <laughs> is. It's the most Chinese <laughs> name ever. You never heard. Yeah. When we had to like put in your name for a safe entry, I was like, who's that? Who, like, who did guy? Wait, we, <laughs> we hired this guy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a reaction I get from a lot of people. Wait, what's your name? Chat Sing what? What? <laughs>